Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, I will finish up my Week 12 recap Thursday through Sunday's games, as well as the first round of All-Star voting. We'll break that down. And also, I'll give you my mid-season awards, guys. My mid-season awards for all the major awards. So, just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, we are back. This is the second half of the Week 12 recap. So, let's get right into it. Not dilly-dally, guys. So... We'll talk about Thursday. We're going to do Thursday through Sunday. And then afterwards, my midseason awards, I'll do that. So, Thursday, the first round of voting came through. So, we'll deal with the Western Conference front court. So far, you have LeBron, who's the leading vote getter amongst the uh, Western Conference players. Followed by the Joker, Nikolai Jokic, and then third, his uh, LeBron's teammate, Anthony Davis. So, so that's your three thus far. Bringing up the rear in order, Zion Williamson, Andrew Wiggins, Paul George, Laurie Markadin, Draymond Green, Kawhi Leonard, and Kevin Looney. So... And then amongst the Western guards, your two guards, Steph Curry, of course, Luka Doncic, the other. Pulling in third, Ja Morant, followed by Shea Gilkis Alexander, Clay Thompson, Russell Westbrook, Dame Lillard, Devin Booker, Austin Reeves. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Uh, and, and Jordan Poole. So, uh, you know, uh, I, I can criticize a fan voting, but that's a f- exercise in futility. Here's what I will say about this Western ballot. Where are your Sacramento Kings? I mean, DeMontis Sabonis, De'Aaron Fox, both guys balling out. But sac- this is Sacramento, so what can you do? <laughs> You know, that's like uh, basketball Siberia, sort of speak. So, but nonetheless, and here's my theory. I think the Western Conference, the front court and the, the guard position, I think those are going to stay just as they are. I don't think there'll be any movement between these next two rounds and then the final voting. I don't think there'll be any movement whatsoever. I think that's your starting five right there of LeBron, Jokic, Anthony Davis, Steph Curry, and Luka Doncic. So, uh, Anthony Davis is soon to return. So, I mean, you'll have that in your cap. So, uh, but I think that's the way it's going to shake out. So, what'll be interesting to see is how the reserves shake out is um in that regard so but i think that's gonna be the um your starting five for sure now in the east uh i talked about that front court how you have four guys that are you know pretty much mvp candidates and balling out so let's see how this voting shook out thus far 
see how it shaped up. First is KD, uh, Kevin Durant, who he's the lead vote getter in the East right now. So uh, that could change. It could fluctuate. We'll see. Then coming in second, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, and close behind him in fourth, Jason Tatum. So in the early round of voting, it will look like Jason Tatum is the odd man out. But I wouldn't rule that out completely, guys, because, again, you got another few rounds and then the final voting. So, uh, and the numbers look very close, guys. So, that can flip out any any type of way. So, uh, I wouldn't even be surprised if, I think the top two guys will be there. But I think between Tatum, Tatum and Embiid, that could flip-flop uh for these next few rounds. So we'll see what goes there. And then on down from 5 to 10. We have Jimmy Butler. Pascal Siakam. Kyle Kuzma. Paolo Bencaro. You have him. And then you also have. Nick Claxton. And. Jared Allen. So that's bringing up your rear, guys. Okay? So, and now for the guards. This was kind of a surprise to me. So, uh, but let's talk about it. Your, your guards, and first, the first one is Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving, and then second, Donovan Mitchell. So, I, I was a bit surprised that Irvin was a lead vote getter. I, that really shocked me with all the volatility early in the season and so forth. But he's your number one guard there. So Donovan Mitchell, and he's the number two guy. Then in third, you have James Harden. Fourth, Jalen Brown. Trey Young. DeMar DeRozan. This is where they got it wrong, guys. DeMar DeRozan is actually a forward. So, the fact that they got him listed as guard is a bit troubling. Do I think it'd make a difference? I doubt it, but they do have him listed wrong. Uh, seventh, LaMelo Ball, Therese Hollyburton, Derek Rose. <laughs> and then, in last, well, tenth, uh, Donovan Mitchell's backcourt mate, uh, Darius Garland. So, so that's that's the voting for the East. And what stood out to me? No Knicks. No Knicks amongst the... Well, let me not say that. Not the Knicks you expected. Jalen Brunson, no sign of him. And Julius Randle, no sign of him either. So, well, given the love-hate relationship he has with the fan base, which... To me, I still don't understand. Um, the man has been balling out all season long, so I don't, I don't even get get that part of the equation. But nonetheless, none of these guys amongst the top ten. So, what I'll say in the East, I think, again, in the front court, I think it'd be volatility, and I think in the amongst the guards, I think amongst those three, Kyrie. Donovan and Harden, I think you might see a bit of volatility there. Maybe Jalen can sneak 
and push push the three up top. I'm not banking on it, but it's possible. But yeah, so I see more volatility in the East than I see in the West, basically. So, all right, guys. So that's my breakdown of the All Star voting. So let's talk about Thursday has four games, but a bit of injury news. Actually. Uh, quite a bit of injury news here and other news as well. So, Bradley Beal, I talked about him in the last episode, out for at least a week with that hamstring. So, uh, they're going to reevaluate him in a week. Bradley Beal, you know, he has a history of injuries. So, this is kind of par for the course, guys. So, you just got to grin and bear it. If you're in fantasy, you just got to stash him and hope for the best. And see what happens. I say you, in fantasy you probably see more production out of Krista Porzingis. Uh, Dene Avila. I think he'll do a little something more. Uh, maybe a Roy Hachimura. Maybe you'll see something from him. But um, in terms of fantasy. So there's that. Marvin Bagley the third. For the Detroit Pistons, he's going to be out at least six weeks with the hand injury. So, Bagley, I tell you, um, the, the sun doesn't shine for this guy. I mean, he's had his share of injuries. He's had his share of, you know, uh, underproduction. Um, yeah, so it, it's been kind of rough for him. So, so he's going to sit out a six, week, six weeks, guys. So, we're talking about probably... After the All-Star game, possibly you'll see him, uh, and we'll see ha what happens there. Devin Vassell, the young promising guard for the Spurs, out indefinitely with the knee. They're talking about they need to do an arthroscopic procedure, so uh, so no timetable for him. So a uh, bit of a hit to the... San Antonio Spurs there. In his place, I guess maybe a Josh Richardson. He gets some more play. Uh, Jeremy Sochan, he, uh, the rookie, he gets some more looks. So, uh, yeah, so. But tough break for, for the young kid. All right, so let's talk about the first trade. The first trade. Boston trades Noah Vonley. They trade him the power forward center, the big, and some cash considerations to the Spurs, in fact. We just talked about the Spurs. For a future conditional second round pick. So, Boston uh, moves Noah Vonley. I guess the fact that they now have Robert Williams III back in the fold, so... Uh, they have an extra big that they can get rid of. So, Vonley on the move to San Antonio. So, and San Antonio can always use a bigger two over there. Marcus Smart uh, for Boston Celtics fined $35,000 for inappropriate language towards a ref after his second technical foul with about two. Two minutes and 46 seconds left in the third quarter of that blowout loss, uh, 150 to 117, uh, that Boston took to 
the Oklahoma City Thunder. So, uh, so you know, a little frustration there. So Marcus Smart, he his wallet gets lighter. Compliments the league office. So, all right, let's talk about the games. There were only four, so I guess we can cover the four games, and one of them is is definitely uh, one a head scratcher. So we'll get into it. Memphis gets their fifth straight win on the road versus the Orlando Magic, one twenty three to one fifteen. I mean. Memphis is beaten up on the, uh, you know, the less fortunate teams of the NBA. So, but that's what good teams are supposed to do. They're supposed to beat up on the, you know, lesser of the teams. So, John Morant doing John Morant things. 32 points, 6 assists, 5 rebounds. Jaron Jackson Jr., man. I tell you, this guy, when you have him healthy and ready to go, this Memphis Grizzly team is dangerous. 31 points, 10 rebounds, 3 blocks for him. So, so Memphis gets the win there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Jason Tatum gets 29 points, 14 rebounds, 10 assists. So he gets the triple-double there. Uh, kind of a rare one for him. And by the way, he had two blocks as well as Boston blows out Dallas on the road, 121 to 95. So after that shellacking that they took, um, that they took with the OKC game, they come out guns blazing here. So, and then supporting him, Jalen Brown. Uh, 19 points, 7 rebounds, 2 blocks for him. So, uh, they get the win there. Laurie Markadin continues his sensational season. And he gets a career high for the in this week. 49 points. Man. I mean, this guy is absolutely balling. Including 6 three-pointers for him. As... Utah wins on the road versus Houston, 131 to 114. So, Laurie Marketing, I mean, what more can I say about this guy? He is balling, balling, balling. So, <clears throat> and then for Houston, Jalen Green, 30 points for him, four rebounds, four assists. Kevin Porter Jr., 23.6 rebounds for him. So, And then the last game of the night, a bizarre game, guys. I mean, this one was... <clears throat> I'll talk about it. Denver crushes the L.A. Clippers, 122-91. So, Denver, seven players in double figures... Led by Jamal Murray. He has 18 points. And in that game. For the Denver Nuggets. There were only two players. Who played over. 24 minutes a game. Which is basically half the game. Uh, and that was. Catavius Caldwell Pope. And then. Uh, Vlatko. Uh, Kans. 
Ken Carr. So, those were your only two guys. Everybody else played under 24 minutes, which, you know, you take that because, you know, if you can get a win like this and rest guys, by all means do so. So, in the first half of this game, I mean, right out the gate, the Nuggets punch, well, not literally, punch the Clippers right in the mouth, 32-15. to 15. And then in the second half, I mean the second quarter, 34-17. to 17. So, they come out the gate 66-32. to 32. So, the Clippers, they call off the dogs. They... They start. <clears throat> they start uh, rest. You know, resting their guys. Paul George. He only played 13 minutes. Kawhi Leonard, 18 minutes. Reggie Jackson, 17 minutes. Ivaka, Ivica Zubat, 15 minutes. Marcus Morris, 14 minutes. So that's your starters right there. Uh, nine bench players. Nine bench players played 19 minutes and above. So, so basically, you you rested your your starters for the most part in this game. And in fact, Norman Powell led the scoring with 13 points. So go figure. And he played 19 minutes. In fact, so so keep this in the back of your mind, guys. This game, how everybody rested, right? Okay. All right. So. With that said, let's move to Friday. Friday, let's talk about Friday. Uh, one bit of news, 11-game slate. So, uh, Kimba Walker for the Dallas Mavericks, he gets waived. So, now he is a free agent. For the, the Mavericks, 8 points, a little over 2 assists. He only played 16 minutes a game, guys. And that was in nine games. But on December 17th, in a spot start, this is what he did. 32 points, along with seven assists and five rebounds. So, Kimball Walker has some life in him. You just got to use him sparingly and pick your spots. So, does he still have value? Sure he does. So, uh, so now he's a free agent. So, he can go anywhere he pleases. Uh, don't say L.A. I doubt if he goes to L.A. L.A. needs shooters, long-distance shooters. Kimba, he's not consistent like that to be that. So, But would there be another contender interested in him? Sure, why not? So uh, we'll see what happens with him. So with that said, let's talk about the games. So, so first game... I wanted to highlight because I just talked about them in a 128 to 115 loss to Minnesota. The L.A. Clippers sits out Paul George and Kawhi Leonard in that game. So, so I say this to say, guys, the night before, so they they play a back to back. Uh, the night before, Paul George 13 minutes. Kawhi 18 minutes. So you would think they'd be able to play this back to back because it's not like they had a 30 plus minute game or so forth. But the Clippers choose to uh, sit them. 
And these are two games against Western Conference, uh, you know, opponents here. So these are the kind of games you might want to show up for because if the playoffs come, you may have to face one of these t teams. Minnesota, they're teetering right now. So uh, it, it's possible you may or may not face them. It, it depends. But nonetheless, unless maybe play on, maybe you, you get matched against them and play in. And then remember, Minnesota's without Carl Anthony Towns. And actually in this game, Anthony Edwards, he, he had a... a left hip injury in the third quarter so so you didn't even get the full brunt of the Timberwolves power and yet they get this uh lopsided win Rudy Gobert 25 points 21 rebounds two blocks by far his best game as a Timberwolf why because he had his way inside uh D'Angelo Russell, 25 for him, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals. So, I highlight to say that the Clippers, if they have playoff aspirations and heaven forbid championship aspirations, this cannot happen. I understand. I get it. I know Kawhi. I know you want to be careful with him and those knees. But, come on, guys. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's... It's just a different NBA, so I digress. All right, let me continue because uh, my time is dwindling here. Uh, Charlotte, the Charlotte Hornets score, uh, from what I hear, a record, 51 points, or a tie of a record, 51 points in the first quarter as they get an upset road win at Milwaukee, 138-109. to 109. Now, Milwaukee, you know, they've been up there amongst the you know top of the East, but they, their losses are really tough losses, guys. I mean, when they lose, they get crushed. And they get crushed here by Charlotte, nonetheless. Terry Rozier goes off. 39 points, including six threes, with four assists. LaMelo Ball, nice game for him. 24 points, seven threes for him. So they were just launching it from deep. And he also had 13 no, 12 assists, I'm sorry. So, and then leading the way for Minnesota, not Minnesota, Milwaukee, Bobby Portis, who we all know he loves it there in Milwaukee there, 19 points and 12 rebounds for him. So, Nikolai Jokic, 28 points, 15 rebounds, 10 assists, so he gets the triple-double along with two steals as Denver beats Cleveland, 21-28. to And Jokic, he led about 10 players in double figures in that game. So, in a game, by, oh, by the way, got delayed because of a bent rim. So, and I was told that's the second time that's happened this season. So, uh, so Denver, you might want to check into those rims you got there. So, and then for Cleveland in the loss, uh, Karis LeVert, who's still hanging around there, 22 points. Darius Garland, 21 points, 8 assists, 4 rebounds. There was no Donovan Mitchell. They wanted to load manage him. The fact that, you know, he had the 71-point explosion earlier in the week, and then you saw 
him come back to score only 20, where he was kind of efficient from the field. So you want to rest him and get him right, I guess. So, yeah, anyway, so that's the story there. Zach Levine shoots the lights out. 41 points, 11 threes. Wow. And remember, Zach Levine, he was more of a, you know, dunker type, but he's improved his range, that's for sure. Uh, six assists as well as Chicago beats up on Philadelphia on the road, 126-112. to 112. And also in that game, uh, Nikola Vucevic, 19 points for him, 18 rebounds and 10 assists. So he gets the triple-double in that one. Uh, for In this game, again, you had no Embiid. He's got the foot issues, so you got to monitor him. Hopefully he'll come back this week. Tyrese Maxey, who, you know, who missed a lot of time. He's back now. He's getting his legs under him. 26 points on with five threes along with six assists. So he's uh, rounding back into form, and that's a good thing for the Sixers. James Harden, only 17 points, 4 of 17 shooting from the field. Not good. He did get 11 assists and 7 rebounds. So so there's that news there. So, <clears throat> And then the Knicks. The Knicks get their first win in Canada since 2015. So, not such success for the Knicks going north. But, they get the win here as they clip the Toronto Raptors 112-108. to Julius Randle, that man again. 32 points, 11 rebounds for him. Jalen Brunson. Uh, almost to say he's doing Jalen Brunson things. 26 points, 8 assists, and 6 rebounds in the game. Also, Van Fred Van Vliet, who's having a nice week actually, although his team has taken L's. 28 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. Gary Trent Jr. with 27 points for him. Pascal Siakam, remember the last time he met the Knicks, he had the career-high 52. 18 points in this one on 4-14 shooting, 1-4 from 3. He did have 13 rebounds and 5 assists. So the Knicks make a concerted effort to frustrate Siakam, and it paid off for them. So, Moving on, the Brooklyn Nets, they get back on track. With a 108-102 road win against the New Orleans Pelicans. The Pelicans now with life without Zion Williamson for the next three weeks. So, uh, KD, 32 points for him. 10 rebounds, 2 blocks. Kyrie, 19 points on 7 of 22 shooting. 3 of 10 from 3. That's not good. Along with 5 assists and 5 rebounds. So... So Brooklyn getting, trying to get get a little streak going back there. So, and for the Pelicans, C.J. McCollum, twenty eight points, six rebounds, six assists, two blocks. I think this is a perfect opportunity for C.J. McCollum these next three weeks to kind of solidify himself as a worthy All Star. 
uh, reserve at this point. So, um, again, I'm pushing for him uh, making his first All-Star game uh, this season. So, And Najee Marshall, who's going to be subbing for Zion in the interim, he had 27 points along with 9 rebounds and 3 steals for him. So, and then Victor Oladipo. Now, that's a name we haven't called all season long. He scores 26 points along with two steals as Miami wins on the road at Phoenix 104 to 96. So, they wrap up a five game road trip with a win at Phoenix for the Miami Heat. So, and in that game, uh, Chris Paul has hip soreness, so he had to leave the game in the second quarter. So that's a situation you're going to have to watch closely. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, 23 points to lead them, along with 14 rebounds. So The L.A. Lakers, look out. They got a streak going now. Four straight as they defeat Atlanta, 130-114. to 114. LeBron James, 25 points, 10 assists, 5 rebounds. So a nice game, of course, LeBron. So what can you do there? Kendrick Nunn. We had a Kendrick Nunn sighting. 23 points for him. 21 points for Dennis Schroeder. And then, of course, Russell Westbrook from the bench. 20, nah, 18 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists with 2 steals. So uh, solid play for from Russ. So that's your Friday games in the nutshell. So let's move on to Saturday. There were five games played. Guys, thankfully, not a lot of not a, not too much news going forth. So uh, it's all about the game. So we can whip through, through these right quick so I can get to my midseason awards. So Saturday, DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. Zach Levine with 36 points and 7 rebounds. He did have uh, 6 three-pointers, so he's been hot from 3 again. Uh, and DeMar DeRozan, 35 points, 7 assists. That helps Chicago defeat Utah 126-118. to So Chicago getting the win there. Uh, Chicago's starting to percolate a little bit. Laurie Markadin leading the way, 28 points, 4 rebounds, 3 steals. Luka Doncic does it again with another triple-double. This time, 34 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists as Dallas takes out the Pelicans. Pelicans starting to teeter a bit without Zion. 127-117. to Also in that game, Christian Wood. 28 points, 6 rebounds, and 2 blocks. So, Christian Wood as a starter now. All is right with the world. I, I've been screaming from the bleachers about that. So, he's starting with Lucas. So, you got chemistry there. That's a good thing. So, they get the win here. And in this game, there was so, no C.J. McCollum. They low-manage him. They want him to do a back-to-back. -back, so... They uh, gave him a, a bit of a rest. Uh, Giannis Valachunas, 25 points, 10 rebounds. So he got to eat uh, in this one. But 
the Pelicans take the loss. LeBron James on a back-to-back. Uh, he get the Lakers get their fifth straight win. This time on the road at Sacramento, one thirty-six to one thirty-four. And in this game, uh, Dennis Schroeder he sinks the game-winning free throws to ice the game for the Lakers. So, uh, so LeBron gets thirty-seven points along with eight rebounds, seven assists. Thomas Bryant, who's been playing very well the, uh, as a big in that lineup there. 29 points, 14 rebounds for him. So he's getting it done. Dennis Schroeder, 27 points for him, 4 rebounds. Russell Westbrook, man, 23 points, 15 assists, and 5 rebounds in that game. And then for the Sacramento side... Uh, De'Aaron Fox still balling, 34 points, 9 assists. DeMontis Sabonis with that fractured thumb, 25 points, 12 rebounds, and 7 assists for him. So, And then Sunday, we have the Sunday games here. Uh, it's 9 games. We're not going to go through every single one. Just highlight a few of them. James Harden, he has a triple-double, 20 points, 11 assists, 11 rebounds to help the help the Sixers beat Detroit 123 to 111. So, Therese Maxey still balling. He leads the way with 23 points to help the Celtics. I'm not the Celtics. The Sixers get to win. Oh gosh. Uh despite Dame Lillard's 34 point, 8 assists, 4 rebounds, to steal performance. Portland loses their seventh straight on the road. Oh boy. That's that's not good. Uh they lose at Toronto. 117 to 105. So uh in that game, Pascal Siakam comes back to life. 27 points, six rebounds, four no, six assists, four rebounds, two steals. And then Scotty Barnes, 22 points, nine rebounds. Four assists and three steals for him. So Brooklyn gets a costly win at Miami. 102-101. Uh, this one, yeah, this one cost him big. Kevin Durant injures his knee. Actually, he injured his knee tw- twice in this game. But the second time was just unavoidable. It happened in the third quarter. A play where um, there was a drive to the lane. And down came Jimmy Butler on on Kevin Durant's ankle. So uh, we will get a diagnosis. I'll have it on the other side um, on the week 13 recap. I'll be able to surmise what's going on there. But a bit of a blow there for the Brooklyn Nets who were surging at that point. So we'll see how it goes from here. But in that game, they were led by Kyrie Irving, 29 points, including six three-pointers, six assists, to lead the Nets. um, Jimmy Butler, 26 points, eight rebounds, two steals. Uh, Tyler Hero, uh, 24 points and four rebounds. And oh, the game was won on Royce O'Neal's game win and put back with 3.2 seconds 
in the game. So, so ball, uh, the Nets get a win, but at a cost, guys. So, Memphis minus John Morant gets their sixth win in a row. Uh, this John Morant, he was out with the sore knee. I mean, not the sore knee, the sore, uh, thigh soreness. So, so they get the win beating Utah. Uh, Utah is taking it on the chin this week. 123-118. Desmond Bain, I talked about him a little bit. He's back in the fold now. He's getting his NBA legs back under him. 24 points, 9 assists, 6 rebounds, and 2 steals for him. And then Jaron Jackson Jr., he's doing his thing. 19 points, 9 rebounds, 5 blocks, and 3 steals. So a nice tasty line for him and then in the loss Laurie Marketing 21 points 8 rebounds 2 blocks Shad Gilkis Alexander drops 33 points 5 assists 5 rebounds 2 blocks as OKC gets the upset win versus Dallas 120 to 109 so check out OKC with some nice wins this week over Dallas and over Boston, so, so, uh, and again led by Shea Shea Gilkis Alexander, who, for all intents purposes, should be an All Star, and leading the way for. Oh, by the way, there was no Luca in this game. He uh, had an ankle issue, so he rested up. Christian Wood therefore went off. Twenty-seven points and sixteen rebounds. So. That's typical of Christian Wood, you know, back in his Houston days there. So, And then the Clippers lose their six in a row. I tell you guys, <laughs> they're taking on water right now. I tell you. Atlanta gets the road win at crypt, the, the, the crypto arena there, whatever they call that thing. <laughs> uh, 112 to 108. Trey Young, 30 points with eight rebounds. And actually, no Paul George in this one. He had the hamstring issue. And then Kawhi Leonard, 29 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, and 2 steals for him. So, guys, that's all the games for Week 12. So, we wrap that up. Let's talk about the midseason awards really quick. Just kind of quickly go through it. we reached the midpoint, guys. Still got another... 12 or so weeks to go, so let's get into it. As far as my midseason awards, six man of the year. Right now at the midseason point, who else could it be with Russell Westbrook? For the Lakers, he's played 38 games, 15 over 15 points per game, uh, nearly eight assists, which is six in the league, by the way. 6.4 rebounds and 1.6 steals per game. The sh shooting numbers are all that great. 41.4% from the field. 28.5% uh, from three. And then 67.3% from the free throw line. He does have 14 double-doubles and three triple-doubles. So, uh, But Russell Westbrook... Begrudgingly accepting, but embracing now the six-man 
position, and he's excelling at it uh, big time. So, Russell Westbrook, my sixth man of the year. Most improved player? Who else could it be but Laurie Markkinen of the Utah Jazz? He's been balling, guys, I tell you. And he's had the talent, guys, but it's always been availability with this guy. So, I tell you what, he's... Uh, <laughs> He, he's found the source, source of his help out there in Salt Lake City because he's been pretty durable. 40 games. He's averaging 24.5 points per game. That puts him about 18th in the league. 8.3 rebounds. He's shooting 40, 50, not 40, 53% from the field, 41.6 from three, and 87.6 from the free throw line. Oh, by the way, he also has 40, 14 double-doubles. Larry Markkinen does. So, so he's my midseason most improved player. Defensive player of the year. This was tough. This was really tough. I mean, your normal candidates aren't really lighting it up. So, your Rudy Gobert's, your Marcus Smart's, your Mikael Bridges, even your Draymond Greens aren't setting the world on fire. Not even so much Giannis. So, I took a shot in the dark on this one, guys. But I think I think it's a worthy name to be mentioned. And that is OG Anunobi for the Toronto Raptors. First of all, he's leading the league in steals with 2.3 per game. He's averaging nearly a block per game, and he's played in 36 games thus far this season. So, this is a guy that a lot of people are salivating over, including my New York Knicks, um, that he somehow gets moved at the trade deadline. So, uh, keep an eye on that as the trade deadline moves forward. So, but OG Anunobi, I think... He's been the defensive player of the year thus far in the league. Rookie of the year, this was an easy one for me. Paolo Bancaro of the Orlando Magic. He's played in 34 games. That's more than enough. 21.3 points per game. 6.8 rebounds. Nearly four assists. One steal per game. Not shooting it great from the field for a big. Uh, nearly 44%. You would like to see that number goes up, go up. I think it will in due time. Um, it's just the volatility at point guard over there for Orlando. So, and you know, getting to getting to know Boncaro and his sweet spots. So, shooting at 31.7% from three-point range, but it's not a lot of volume, guys. So, I wouldn't pay attention to that. 75.7% from the free throw line. And he does have six double-doubles on the season. So, so uh, Paolo Boncaro, my mid-season rookie of the year. Coach of the year. You know, you try to get cute with it. But at the end of the day, you got to give it to the guy who has the number one team in the league. And that's Joe Mazzula for the Boston Celtics. You know, people will say, oh, but he had a stacked team. And the, the team went to the Eastern Conference Finals. This, Well, they went to the 
NBA Finals, I'm sorry. Uh, so how can you pick him? He wasn't the coach last year. It was M.A. Oduka. So he comes into a situation where, you know, the system is set and so forth. But he had to play most. He had most of that first half of the season without his one of his best defenders in Robert Williams III. So uh, he has his team right now from where I'm reading. 29 and 12. That's number one in the NBA. He had an eight game streak, a five game streak, and a four game streak thus far. They're 16 and 5 at home. You like to see those type of numbers. They're 4 and 0 in the division. So they're, they're, you know, they're beating the teams they're supposed to beat within the division. And they're 13 and 4 against West. Western Conference teams, well, I found that pretty interesting. So, they're getting it done against those Western rivals. So, very interesting there. And they have a nearly six six point percent, six point differential as far as, uh, you know, their scoring against their opponent scoring. So, you always like to see the plus on that. So, uh, Joe Missoula, I mean... I like Willie Green. I don't like right now that they're sliding a bit. So there's that. Um, maybe you could give some consideration to a uh, Rick Carlisle who's got Indiana playing above their skis right now. Um, yeah, so, you know. Uh, I think it's Missoula. I think no question about it. It's Missoula. So, and then your MVP, your MVP. Uh, I feel good about this because it's my preseason MVP. Luka Doncic, I think, um, is the midseason MVP thus far from the Dallas Mavericks. His team is twenty-three and eighteen. That's fourth in the West. That's fine. That's good. If the season ended and they were fourth in the West, I think that's enough to get him an MVP trophy. I understand. I get it. Denver is like right now the top team in the West. You got Nikolai Jokic, a two-time winner, by the way. But I'm playing this game. The NBA probably will not give... Uh, the Joker, a third one in a row. I'm playing that game. So, I mean, he has the numbers. You know, he leads the league in triple doubles. He he has his numbers for the most part. They're a little down because he has help now. So, uh, I I think I think that him having the help actually kind of hurts him, <laughs> as crazy as that sounds. So, yeah, so I think... I think from here on in, it's Lucas to lose. I understand. I get it. I know what Jason Tatum is doing over there in Boston. KD, I, I know he could have been a strong candidate, but he's hurt again. So, you have that in the equation. So, yeah. So, I, I'm going to ride this horse until, uh, until the last uh, game of the season. So, let me go over Lucas' numbers. 37 games he played, 34 points. He's leading the league in scoring, 8.8 .8 rebounds, 8.7 assists. That's fourth in the league, 1.6 steals, 
nearly 50% from the field. Again, I say a guy shooting the volume of shots that he's shooting, that's pretty good. 35.5% from the field from three. Uh, that You'll take that. 74.4% from the free throw line. He has 20 double-doubles, and he's second to the Joker with his own nine triple-doubles. So that is my midseason MVP. All right, guys, I'm going to cut it short. I know I went long, but it was a lot to cover. So, all right, guys, so we've done it again. We've made it through the week. It's It's been all good. So, all right, so... We'll see how it goes. I know I owe you guys some player spotlights. I actually have one in the hopper that I need to push out. So uh, we'll try and get that done. And, you know, guys, we're at the midway season, guys. We're just revving up just before the All-Star game. So uh, things are starting to get interesting. So, all right, guys. So I'm going to cut it off here. Once again, I thank you for listening. And as always, be safe and take care. So, my peeps, if you like what you're listening to, you can go to my website, www.allthingsbasketballwithgd.com. You can also email me at thatsportsdugd at gmail.com. To support this podcast, you can go to my PayPal, and that email is thatsportsdugd at gmail.com. Also on my anchor page, I have a support button there that you can also use to help the podcast. I'm on all the major platforms like Anchor, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon, SoundCloud, YouTube, CastBox, Radio Public, Podchaser, just to name a few. And also you can find me on social media. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Clubhouse, and Fanbase. So, once again, I thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. And take care and be safe.